Uh, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. So tonight we're going to talk about one of the most fascinating uh, free energy systems out there. You may never, I'm sure you probably haven't heard of this before. I hadn't heard of it until today. It was really fascinating. It's called, well, let me back up. They developed this back in the 1970s at a McDonnell Douglas facility called the System Center, and it was a nickel-titanium alloy called nitinol, which has memory capabilities. You can train this metal. You can flex it when it's in cold water. It can restrain itself when it's in different different uh, temperatures of water. So it can expand. You can train it to do this. It's, it's a really fascinating uh, alloy. I'm not going to call it an element because it takes two elements to create it. But um, it's an alloy. So we're going to get into it. Now, this comes to us from the Museum of Tarot. Uh, but this video is back from the 70s. And they go into the McDonnell Douglas facility and they interview some of their scientists and engineers. And they tell us exactly how it works. And they give us a video. So let's go right to it. This is the McDonnell Douglas Astronautics Company's Systems Center, a huge research and development complex spread over 250 acres here at Huntington Beach, California. Most of the work done here is associated with the American space program. But for several years now, a small group of scientists here has been investigating a strange new space-age metal, a nickel-titanium alloy called nitinol. And a couple of years ago, the Department of Energy invited the people at McDonnell Douglas to investigate the potential... Did you notice they said Department of Energy? Yeah, the same <laughs> department that's always at all of the UFO crash sites. That's why this is in combination with this podcast. It's because we talk about it all and how it all comes together. Pay attention. Potential for nitinol heat engines and nitinol power plants. They'll also talk about how they're not going to... basically produce this uh, in the public sector because it would be detrimental to their business model that it would eliminate all of oil all of any any other energy facilities out there fossil fuels all of that this is what they came up with the world's largest operating prototype nitinol heat engine it is running on warm water and the scientists here at mcdonnell douglas say it may have an overwhelming cost advantage over oil gas or nuclear generated power even more amazing, no one knows exactly why this machine is working because no one knows exactly why nitinol behaves the way it does. In cold water, nitinol turns soft, bend it and it stays bent, but in hot water it springs back with forces as high as 55 tons a square inch. No one knows quite why this happens. Several years ago, motor. McDonnell Douglas began experimenting with nitinol in the form of springs. At room temperature, the nitinol... This motor, if you're not watching has a bunch of it has about one two three four five six um little bars of nitinol coming out on a wheel and it's propelling itself it's self-propelling based on the temperature of the water that's it that's it okay nitinol wire springs bend easily but in warm water they spring back thus forcing the wheel around even stranger nitinol wires get stronger the more they're used they develop a double memory. 
they not only contract in the warm water, but they begin to stretch of their own accord in the cool water. Nitinol can be trained. McDonnell Douglas then went on to the next stage, using a nitinol spring belt running around pulleys, cycling between cold water and warm water. The tension on the belt drove the pulleys around. The Department of Energy then asked McDonnell Douglas to see if this device could be upscaled. A team of scientists at McDonnell Douglas's Engineering and Technology Department, led by Dr. Janell, spent two years on the project, and this is the result. This engine has just been unveiled. Hardly anyone expected it would work so well. It seems to have profound implications. I asked some of the scientists at McDonnell Douglas how long it will be before nitinol heat engines will be making a substantial contribution to world energy supplies. Um, and that's a very tough question to answer. And one of the reasons is because the economics haven't been completely studied. <laughs> the economics haven't been completely studied. Translation. <laughs> the system of cradle-to-grave economic oppression... Uh, that we use to lord over you peasants would come crashing down if we offered hear that believe it or not summer is just around the corner luckily armor all america's most trusted auto appearance brand has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine plus now through may 31st we'll give you five dollars for every 20 you spend on armor all products that means car wash pods protectant tire shine you name it Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Free energy. Yeah, from temperature differentials in the ocean, and McDonnell Douglas would be out of business if there were no more frivolous wars for oil. Interesting. We still need to know the price of materials and the price of a developed heat engine. Right now it looks very, very advantageous to us. That is, we think we can convert energy cheaper than by other means. No great thermal energy currently being thrown away. Uh, the nitinol engine is a fairly simple, mechanically simple device. Uh, we believe that one can couple small modules of an engine to produce engines that would generate larger amounts of power. And. Uh, in principle, one could stack these things as, uh, as thick as possible and come up with an engine that might generate uh, 5 megawatts or so. So, 5 megawatts is equivalent to a mid-size conventional hydroelectric power plant. 5 megawatts. That's a lot of power. They're basically saying that they're not going to do it because they don't know the economics of it yet meaning it would put them out of business. And then, two, they don't want the reprisals of the competitors to come back upon them. And then, three, you give free energy out, how do you get any money back? Very fascinating. I think my favorite uh, application uh, in a small engine would be uh, for irrigation. And the thing that's interesting there is that you can use the engine, uh, the power source for the engine is merely the difference in temperature between the water that's going to be pumped and the air temperature. So almost magically, uh, you have a uh, device that will be able to lift water from, uh, you know, one level to another. The McDonnell Douglas scientists say that nitinol heat engines could run on solar heated water. 
therefore on the temperature differences between the upper and lower levels of the oceans and lakes and dams. It could also run on waste heat, which at present accounts for the loss of nearly two-thirds of all energy produced in industrial nations. Think about that for a second, what they just said there. This could run on waste heat, which accounts for two-thirds of a loss in our energy production. So basically, a lot of people don't think about this, but gasoline is not fuel efficient. You lose a lot of potential energy when you burn it off. It goes out through exhaust and gets burned up. Now, if we could use that heat that comes out the tailpipe to create the nitinol energy and engine possibly, then there you go. Then we have a continual energy source. Bada bing, bada boom. You don't have to use gasoline. You could use some other waste heat that's just being produced regularly. Research is now underway into nitinol heat engines in the United States, Europe, Japan, and China, devising ways to harness the unique characteristics of the most remarkable metal we have known. Kevin Sanders, Cable News Network, Science Report. Now, did you ever hear nitinol ever again? Fuck no, you didn't. You know why? Because they don't give a shit about us or you. And they don't care about the planet. What's interesting is, is that the Department of Energy knows about this. Did they produce it out for us? No. Is the Department of Energy also guilty of hiding alien ships out in the desert? Yes. Are they continually looking for UFO crashes and gaining knowledge and superior energy production capabilities from them? Yes. Have they ever given it to the citizens that pay for the Department of Energy? No. Have they given it to the citizens of the world? Hell no. So here we have multiple different free energy source techniques, both alien and nitinol might not even be human. It might be alien as well. Um, and we still don't have free energy. Now, I'm not saying we got to sit out on our butts and do, do nothing but smoke cigars and drink margaritas because we got free energy. No, we can still have a purpose as a society. The government seems to think that we're just going to sit around and do nothing if we can't, if we don't have to work for energy. Well, you still got to pay for your house. That's not free. You still got to pay for your car. It has to be produced. You're not producing it, right? You don't have a, a factory. You don't have... You don't have something that can build your house for you, you know, no matter what. So there's no, we still need to use energy, but we still need supply of a product to use it in, like a vehicle, like a house, like a, a bike, you know, whatever the case is. So those things will still continue to be produced. These little aliens here, they'll still be produced in China, right? But... It might be a little bit cheaper. Oh no, God forbid in this fucking horrible economy where we're all drowning in no money and <laughs> debt uh, that they give us something free for fucking once, right? So anyway, sorry for, you know, using a bunch of French words, but honestly, guys, how much does it take? You know, how many lifetimes will get ruined because we simply can't afford to live and people are having to commit crimes or they're having to go on welfare or they're having to uh you know 
die because we can't afford medical here in America. I mean, it's just like, it's an ongoing, perpetual, degrading cycle that we're just can't, we can't reach out of unless we have a way to reach out of it. We have a way to reach out of it. It's right in this show. It's right in this four-minute clip. You saw it with your own eyes. You've probably seen the guy that developed the water engine, that or the hydrogen engine, or any of the other engines that have worked with simple molecules that are free. But yet, here we are. Broke, destitute, scrambling for money to provide for our families. This could provide enough energy so that we can at least continue to work continue to produce but that you know we don't have to die off because we're struggling to work 10 12 hours a day to provide for our families so what do you think about night and all what do you think about other potential energy sources out there there's many of them out there the mcdonald douglas program and company is a military contractor they uh are based in california they work on all kinds of things related to energy, related to weapons, related to aerospace. Uh, so, and, and they work for NASA as well. They're a NASA contractor. I said it right in the video. So, it's all, all connected. NASA, Department of Energy, McDonnell Douglas, Raytheon, so on and so forth. And it, it just continues and continues and continues. And they have all of the free energy, and we have nothing. The elites and these uh, black space programs and the black programs, black budget programs, all have all the energy, while the rest of us are scrambling to survive. Anyway, wanted to bring this up to you. I wanted to be in your mind, because it's important. As we move forward, I'm not going to live forever, you know, and I hope that this message continues to our children. I hope that my kids might see you know, lockdown universe and say, hey, you know what? He was talking about this. Let's do some research on it. You know, and I'm not the only one out there talking about it, but if somebody can pick up on this and they can bring it to light or they can make it, maybe they can make nitinol in their garage and then they can create an engine. And now that we have TikTok and we have Facebook and we have all this stuff out there that we can show our videos on as soon as we make it, or they can go live and people can record it then it can be saved and the government can't come in and steal their stuff. Or even if they do, at least we have the proof that that guy had it and somebody came in and stole it. Or if he can go live on TikTok when they're coming to try to steal it. See, this is a different society we're living in now where we can document things and we can hopefully give this information out to the public so that they know what's going on, that they know the government's trying to take this free energy from us and that they don't care if we have it. They don't care. They don't care at all. You think they care? You think the government was created for you? Originally, in America, the government was created to protect us and for us to have a voice in our government. And now we don't have that voice anymore. We don't even know if the people that we're electing are getting into, into office, whether they're senators, presidents, congresspeople, so on and so forth. We don't know. We have no idea. We think we, think we have a voice, but we really don't. But back in the 1700s, 1776... We had a voice, and that was the purpose. You know, no taxation without representation was what we wanted, free from England. And now, America's grown to be the most secretive country out there. Well, one of the most, anyway. And we don't want to tell 
our public anything about the progress we've made with our tax dollars. I got another podcast come up talking about uh, one of the brand new developments in uh, Illinois and the Fermilab and the quantum garage, they call it. The quantum garage that they are, they're developing for $315 million, 200 of which is an Illinois taxpayer money. Only 115 is provided by, guess who? The Department of Energy. We'll get into that in just a second. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Think about night and all. Think about all these free energy sources and how they're being kept from you. And what, if anything, we can do to save ourselves in the future. Hope you guys are taking care of yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally. Following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.